have the one and only Gary Vee. Gary Vaynerchuk. A serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, motivator, mogul, and CEO. What's really intriguing about me to me, I just love the game. This journey of building shit is a game of micro-losing all the time. And if you get really good at micro-losing, you tend to macro-win. This production is incredible. You genuinely actually are one TikTok click away from quadrupling your audience. Did school fail you or you failed school? School failed me. School's failing entrepreneurs every single day. You know what it feels like to not need anyone emotionally or financially? That's life. There is nothing else. By show of hands, the first time you ever saw me on the internet thought that I was a jerk or an asshole. And when it comes to business, you're emotionless. I'm utterly non-emotional. How does one get to be self-aware? I don't know, but I know what's standing for it. everybody, welcome to another episode of Mislabeled. Uh, very special guest, that goes without saying, you'll see him in one second. But before we do, if you like our content, we'd greatly appreciate, uh, I mean the world to us, if you could like, subscribe, and comment. Okay, we have with us, you know, I don't know which way to say, we have the one and only Gary Vee, there, there is no second. Um, first of all, Gary, thank you so much for, for being here. I really appreciate it. And nice I, to be on the show. Yeah, we've been working at this for some time. And yes. made it. I made, I finally did it. <laughs> Mom, I made it. I love it. Um, okay, so I obviously want to get into, there's a, there's a bunch of things I want to get into, but I, I do understand where you are in you know, a little bit of limited time. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you is actually something that I think applies to a lot of people. It's a little bit different than the traditional question you're probably asked, uh, but it very much applies to me right now. So I want to kind of look at this as a consultation question straight Happy up. Happy to do it. We've been at this for 10 months. Um, we're of the impression our production definitely is top notch. That's just a, yes, a factual yeah. thing. Yep. Then we have we're of the belief that we have the sauce. Our fo- we our following is a very very loyal following. Um, but at the end of the day, we have been stuck at twelve thousand Orthodox Jewish followers, and we've had on <laughs> a lot of yeah. It's not exactly what I'm trying to do, but like within, within the community, like. It's wrong. People love us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we were just in Israel over the holidays. Yep. Um, and like kids you, in the you street. Felt it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, but at the end of the day, we're just like we've had on a lot of like we've had on some very notable names, but we're not breaking out uh, out of the Jewish like the the regular Jewish community. And that's really what I'm looking for right now. And that's literally what I'm up against. And I think that probably well, how, applies. How are you trying to? So one of the, given how saturated the market is obviously with content right now, I felt that good production would be an easy controllable factor in order to uh, move us, like kind of bring us more eyes quicker and just jump out to the subconscious while these guys are legitimate. Um, we're putting out, uh, we put out a pod every single week consistently, 52 weeks plus at this point in a row. We are putting out clips every single week on our social media pages. How much? One a day. On all social media? At least one a day. On one per platform? Yes. Same clip? Same clip, so we have- Same copy, same clip? Seven to nine posts a week, yeah. and we post that, on- That is disproportionately the first place to focus on. Okay. You know, the reality is, is organic social is now foundational to awareness, especially with the way the algorithms are going. You genuinely actually are one TikTok clip away from quadrupling your audience, though that's much harder than it was 36 months ago, but it's, but it's not impossible. So if you're making a clip for social, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable spot because you're not making the clip for the distribution. So you can imagine, given the community and me knowing a little bit about it, if, if you're speaking to a room full of people in Brooklyn, uh, in the community, that might be a different speech than if you went to Babson and spoke to the students at Babson about entrepreneurship. 
it would be different. Mm-hmm. You would use less Yiddish words, you would have different references, it would be contextual. The fact that you're taking a single clip and then posting that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, I, 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 I gotta find out from you which ones, but immediately, as you can imagine, a heavily you know, um, Hasidic, joked out, referenced out talk in Alabama at a Walmart isn't gonna land the same way. And by taking a clip and posting the same thing on Twitter that you're posting on Instagram, they won't land the same way. So the biggest mistake people make in social is they look at it as purely distribution and they just wanna put something out on it and they want it to go out. When in reality, understanding best practices creatively and analytically per platform is imperative for you to break out. Got it. Um, if, you're post, if you wanna win TikTok, for example, you have to respect TikTok. Just like you being part of this community, you know when people come from the outside and try to sell the community, yeah, you're laughing already, it's impossible if they're not respectful to the context or the tone. So you're saying it's like, diversify what we're putting out, tailor make it to each audience. Ready for this? This production is incredible. I would mail this in in return if I could get you to give this level of financial vigor and emphasis on what time you post, what the copy is, where you post, and upping your output across the seven platforms that matter. I'm about this life, this is amazing, but this is wildly, enormously secondary for you to get awareness Mm. to proper social media strategy around the creative per platform. No, that makes a lot of sense. So my, my only question, my, so first of all, a lot That's of stuff. That's one thing. Yeah. Another thing is live. I'm devastated that I'm too busy to be a streamer. Mm. I'm gonna say that nice and slow for Dustin. What? I am devastated that I am too busy to be a streamer. I have told the story over and over of Twitter and YouTube being the foundation of the Gary Vee brand, which is absolutely true. That 2006 to 2010 moment was real. I had forgotten, actually forgotten that the six or nine months that I was really flirting somewhat aggressively, not as consistent as Twitter and YouTube, with Ustream, which in essence is Twitch and Kick and TikTok Live right now, I forgot how big that was. I believe that if I had time and wasn't actually running businesses and was actually doing the Gary Vee thing that I think most people think I do for a living, I would probably stream for 12 hours a day. Oh, really? I would. All right, everybody, want to take a quick second to give a big shout out to our sponsor for this episode, CubX. CubX is an IT company um, that personally does my own IT. Um, I've also recommend, recommended these guys to at least seven close friends of mine that have very successful companies. They have all come back to me and said things that these guys are second to none. This is not a company that when you call them, you have to wait and hold for 25 minutes. This is not a company when you get through to someone that doesn't know exactly what they're doing. These guys are top notch. You call them, you get through in 60 seconds. You can get right back to work. For me, that's the number one thing. When I have a technology issue, I don't want to be waiting on hold. I want the problem fixed immediately. These guys are incredible. Um, Specifically, they operate and focus on people with small businesses, five employees or more. Um, They also have companies that are on staff for 500 plus employees. They're very, very big in the healthcare industry. Uh, If you want to reach out to them, you can hit them at 732-444-8771. Press 2 to speak to someone in the sales department. You can also email them at hello at cubx.com. That's hello at cubx.com. Or you could uh, check them up on 
hubx.com. That's C-U-B-X.com. Again, my personal endorsement. Wouldn't give it. I'm an impatient motherfucker, as everyone here knows. If these guys weren't the best, I wouldn't be recommending them. Give them a call if you are not happy with your current IT company or started a company and eat a great IT company. These guys are the people. All right, back to our episode now. And so the other thing to think about is your live strategy. You know, I think the depths that come along with audience engagement in live and streaming is profound. You're much more interactive. No longer are they consuming their... They feel like they're part of it. It's more course, social, social, social relationship. You sound like also you're making a big uh, distinction between live and vlogging, right? Those two totally right. separate vlogging things. Vlogging is episodic. It was huge for right. me. Daily it's not interactive. Definitely another, you know, there'll be a time where I get a little older and I'll sum it all up and I'll talk about the chapters of growth. Daily V will be in there. It's huge for me. No, I'm talking about streaming and live. Got it. So one, one last thing on this topic is, so we have been very focused on putting out content that is not just orthodox based, like that's Makes applicable sense. to the whole world. Of course, if you want to go broad. It's, right, but it sounds like what you're saying is that we have to respect the individual platforms. That's one, Correct. I'm getting that correctly. And also, uh, the one slang, other- right? Like all of us are going to act differently in this room than we would act if we all met up for a business meeting at Tao at midnight. Right. There's a different, slightly right. different version of us. That's how these platforms are. The words, the slang, even the content you make. Things that are trending, things that are in the know. TikTok's a little bit younger than Instagram. Instagram's mm-hmm. little, Facebook's a little older than Instagram. All three of those need slightly different things. You know, even within the Hasidic community, what you're posting on Facebook should be really crushing for the 70-year-old Yentas more so than the 16-year-old you guys coming up. Do you think we should, but, but it's trying to get everyone uh, not as, would you say the niche, like, I, I always hear keep your audience as, as niche you, as possible. Your opening question was to broaden your audience. No, but I'm saying outside, I, like our main focus is 18 to 35, you know, just in the world. I, well, good. I mean, that's an old television thing, right? You guys are all in this pocket. 18 and 35 are like two different human beings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Different slang, different interests. They don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah, so I think, I think the biggest obvious thing that will help you dramatically is if you reverse it. I believe what's happening between production value and this show is that you're putting an enormous amount of emphasis to this, mm-hmm. which I love, it's important. But, it, but you're viewing, like most people, you're viewing social as a distribution instead of like an actual place to like really cultivate. It's you're like, you're like using like email, press, send, get out there, find us. Yeah. Instead of like really understanding how to do that super well. I think two, to three posts a day on all the platforms. Face, Facebook's a monster. People continue to underestimate it. Then there's Facebook in-feed, then there's Facebook Reels. There's Instagram in-feed, there's Instagram Reels, there's Instagram Stories. Right. Like there's so much. How big of an editing team do you think you need to put out the consistent amount of, once you understand, let's just say, the, the actually what each platform I mean, is needed? It all depends on how you do it. I mean, you know, where you're at in your careers now, I believe that there's, because I get five emails a day from 17 year olds in the community willing to work for free, if you had so many kids roll up on you on Israel, I have a feeling you could have three tomorrow for an internship and pay them minimum wage or put them on or give them experience. Right. You know, it all depends on how much it costs. What you know, you get an editor from Disney, they're gonna cost you two hundred thousand dollars. That means you have none. Right, you know, right. you get three kids at seventeen that are good at you have it. To build an Orthodox Jewish army of editors. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's it's really real talk. Like like we've we've taken it. You know, Dustin knows. Like we used to do it all here now, but I have a global global creator editor team all over the world. 
costs are different, time zones, we wanna be 24-7. Right. But the mistake people make is they will buy these, li- I've never had these lights in my career. Right. Which, by the way, again, I do not wanna demonize it because I think it's fucking epic, but it, to me it's secondary to just, right. getting people to know who the fuck you are. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And That's- you're making the discrepancy between the distribution and the engagement, meaning we're looking at it as like distribution will give us the opportunity to get engagement rather than the actual content that we're putting out is gonna be what is engaging by Taylor making it You're one TikTok that's right away from everything changing. Right. No, I'm with you. I also thought that the right guests would make a big difference. This will be a huge win for you. This will know what we've had. You will arb this heavily. (laughs) Not only will this work because I'm more viral on the internet, it will also get you better guests going forward. Right. Yeah. You know, no. Like, also, the fact that you just named us all CEOs in some of your companies was yeah. a huge deal. <laughs> that was massive. Podcast. That was a massive. And boost. for your and for your weekly paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh gosh. 100%. Um, okay. Moving off this subject, um, I, I I've always wondered. Um, you know, you're obviously Jewish. That goes without yes. saying, and you're not shy about saying that. Yes. Um, but I always was wondered what your relationship was growing up. Uh, well, Orthodox, you know, traditional in any way. So what a lot of people in the Jewish community forget is that I was born in the Soviet Union. And I think a lot of people don't know this unless they've done a little homework or serendipitously ran into it. Seems like you know where I'm going. I did, I told them this already. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. Like, the Soviet Union, when it was formed, the USSR banned religion. Right. So, you know, socialism, communism, like the real, real Marxism of it all is like, we're all the same. Thus, obviously, the world today, clearly, but more so back then, Everyone I do identified from a religious standpoint in the early 1900s in a very aggressive way. So their point of view was like, we need to eliminate that. So from 1917 to 1989, there was no religion practiced in the Soviet Union. So for my family, by the time I was born in 1975, it's been 60 years of us not being able to practice. As a matter of fact, my Jishka Shaya, my great grandfather, when we moved and immigrated to Queens in 1978, the day we got to America, he had like $54 from like selling some shit in Italy that he had back in, $54. He, we landed in America and the first evening, he goes to the local synagogue in Queens and donates the $54 and my babushka Anya, my great grandmother, lost her fucking mind. Can imagine. Um, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? Because he was born pre the revolution. Ah. And so he grew up with it. But like, I mean, it was it was atrocities. Like people would have their like like breast like underground like black market breast. Like you know, we yeah, talk about black market breast. Yeah, we talk about band. black. We talk about it is a great band name. Um, you know, we talk about black market abortions and the horribleness right. through the years of that. Like it was banana shit. So I grew up. You know, my mom also lost her mother at five. And grew up in a very challenging circumstance. Her father went to jail when she was like 10 for 10 years. You always talk about your mother though, that she was incredible. How do you think she... A natural born fucking mother. That's what it is? Yeah, she definitely didn't learn it from her mother. She lost her mom at five. Wow. And she had it, you know, like she... That's, you know, and this is what, I mean look, genetics are like a very complicated subject matter because like entrepreneurship. I didn't read a Malcolm, like I didn't read business books. I didn't go to business school. Right. Like it was in me. So anyway, my religion with, my, my basis on religion has been like really interesting. It was just not a major part, but it was always in the air, especially because I had older relatives who would play with it. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was there, but it was not the core currency in my household. 
Right. Just a little bit of random question Please. bouncing off of that. Is that where a little bit you found like your humanity, like uh, and all the stuff that like you yeah, obviously so. practice and you you know branch out yes. into empathy and I think so. You know, the you know to your point, I feel like I I was on my own kind of journey of like spirituality and humanity yeah. and like inclusion and yeah, like I I, I thought, you know now that I know myself a little bit at forty eight, I turned forty eight in a month. You know, I would have done really well with any religion, right? Meaning right. like. The way I'm wired, like regardless of the religion I popped into, if I would have been in a very religious upbringing, I would have been about that life. The good parts, right? Like, cause right. it's- I want to challenge that. If you were a Buddhist, you think you'd been able to sit still for <laughs> you know, even 20 minutes? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, here's something very funny. The people that know me best, my energy, to your point, my personality isn't this, but my philosophy and my currency is actually wildly calm. Like, it's why I'm a good leader. I, I absorb pressure and convert it into safety. I'm actually, mm-hmm. as I've been educated on what stoicism is, like I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that shit. But like, I feel like stoicism is always compared to like being emotionless. You would obviously say not. So could you just explain that point? I'm just curious how you see it. Yeah, how, does, I, how do you I might be emotional. I'm, I'm, I mean, when it comes to business, you're emotionless. I'm utterly non-emotional. So this is great. I actually yeah. love this because I want to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to ask this question because, I mean, you literally had this question lined up. Yeah, no, not right lined up, it. but just because uh, right because I'm, I'm an extremely focused, aggressive, just bottom line type of human being, and you're I, ambitious and hungry and focused and driven. Yes. Okay. I would say those things are very much true. Me, me too. And I'm I, for me, my, one of my biggest challenges is working with a team and being like more, so to speak, gentle, if you want to call it, with them. So this way, like my, most people honestly can't handle the intensity. Yeah. So. Well, the intensity is probably not a problem to handle. Okay. It's potentially the combativeness, the lack of selflessness, the empathy, the combat, like it's the other soft skills. Intensity is incredibly easy to deal with when it's intense love and safety Right. And good and deliciousness. Well said. You know, Very intensity's well not the energy's not the issue. All right, guys, that's it. I'm. Uh... But you know, it's funny, brother. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, bro, you're such a young man. Like, this is where you need to make some decisions. Um, you know, you need a couple things. I think this. I, I'm excited. We're going here. You have to make some decisions at 29, and you have plenty of time. You can make these decisions at 39 too. But by the time you get to 39, you're going to want to make this decision, which is the following. How would you like it to be? Meaning, there's an incredibly obvious correlation on this, which is likability, what you're actually bringing to everyone around you. Like, there's many ways to build the biggest building in town. I, you know, I say this a lot, if you watch my content, maybe you've heard this, like, either you just have the talent to build the biggest buildings, or you spend your time tearing down everyone else's building, and your building's actually not that big. Right. My belief system is, when one excuses their behavior on things like ambition or driven or focus and don't really break it down to its pure form, which is what is it that you're thinking when you're too intense for them? Is it that you believe if you pay someone that they owe you? And this is an incredible challenge for people that are bosses. I don't believe just because I pay Dustin that that gives me carte blanche to make it not good. 
To make what not good is To be an well, asshole, you're saying. Yeah. yeah, of course not. I, you know what I mean? Obviously. And and asshole comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. Like even just the way you're talking, I don't believe that you're like blindly on the side of like being a dick face. But you know, I'm, I can't speak for that. You know, I <laughs> no, think I, I think the thing to think through is like a dick elbow. He's not. Here's a good one. For example, it is incredibly clear that most people, governments, parents, bosses, humans, love using fear to get things done. Right. It's easy, it's cheap, it's quick, and it is 100% of where resentment comes from. Right, so I think a lot about that. You know, and so like the question becomes like, how would you like it to play out? Like, would you like to have $100 million but very few people like you? Would you, is it better to have $80 million, not 100, but everyone loves you? Some people don't give a shit. Maybe you could have 500 million if you do it properly and play the long game. There's a, there's a million they, ways, uh, right? Is, is, it, is it dollars? Is it like what does bring the joy? I'll give you an example. What's really intriguing about me to me is I just love the game. Like, like I'll take the money, but it's crazy. By comparison to a lot of my contemporaries, my relationship with the money is very different. I totally hear that. It's like the trading cards game with you and like the- No, honestly for uh, me, the garage, the garage sale. sale. Yeah, bro, the garage sale stuff is such a fucking preview into my soul. Like, I'm genuinely, actually, genuinely, no bullshit, more excited to find a $2 item in a garage sale in New Jersey that's worth 38 bucks on eBay than when I do a $7 million deal here at Vayner. And it's not even close. What, what's, so what's the, the difference? But what's, th- those, what's the difference in those two? The thrill of the hunt. The why is the hunt of making that deal, let's say the one that got you more money, not as enjoyable? Because there's no surprise here. Got it. You know, like the element of the game. Yeah, like, and just even like the pride I have in like knowing. Like the knowing is really exciting. Last thing, Gary. In your pursuit of success. Yes. Is there anything that you have done that you have regretted? Because it's difficult. You, of course. Right? I spent my entire 20s working in a liquor store 97 hours a week and did nothing. I was saying more morally, but why? Oh, more yeah. morally, like when you, when, when you no, got... No, because, because I, don't want the, I don't need anything from anyone. Oh well, yeah, maybe you made a mistake. I don't know. Oh, 35, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that's a small mistake. I, I don't think can, lack of candor and firing people without setting them up properly, I'm not sure if that's a moral... I don't know if I put that in the category subjectively judging myself if I did something morally wrong. I'm embarrassed that I didn't have the emotional strength to be more upfront with people. The counter to like, when I'm like saying, oh, you you know, what I admire from people that my dad, even though he delivered it like a fucking very inappropriately, I respected that he shot it straight, but everyone felt like shit. Right. That was a weakness of my candor was my biggest weakness. Ironically, Gary Vee, the public figure, crushes candor. But one-on-one, if I start caring about you, I fucking, I, I struggle delivering. So morally, I've never like stole someone's money or like, I, I just never, here's the thing. Unlike a lot of other ambitious people, I had such a great mother that I didn't need it for my self-esteem. Right. I needed it for, to, I'm, actually, do you know what I've come to realize? I'm just curious of how good I am. To me, this is one big game of curiosity. Right. Like I'm trying to just figure out when it's all said and done, like where did I rank? Where the chips can all Yeah, it's like a, it's a game. Yeah. No, I totally get to that. To me, most people look for success. It's a dollar sign, yeah. As a badge to leverage against. Right. It's why people buy Mercedes. Right. It's why people wear Louis Vuitton. Well, no, it's right. it's all fucking badging. I don't have a car. 
You know, it's a Gucci. I got her on the train. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I really, I really believe it's social signaling, often, to hide an insecurity. Um, Other times, people just genuinely love fashion and they genuinely love driving the car. But I think a lot about the world from a selfish, selfless standpoint, like we touched on. And then the other biggest thing I think is confidence and security. I think if you look at those four things and you really look at them you can get the answers to almost everything. One last thing, how do you have so much confidence in your goodness? Because I have fucking 45 years of looking at it. Because I see it in my son. When somebody trips during a game, he can't help but just stop, even though he wants to win. It's in him. I got lucky. Do you think I'm just, You know when people talk about luck? I don't talk about luck with money. I talk about luck of what my personality played out to be. I just have natural compassion. I know I'm right. nice. Like, you know, you like a good mom, man. I have a great mom, and I also had great DNA, and then I also got great circumstances. I got a lot of shit out. Sounds Jewish. Yeah, it's true, though. <laughs> but you know this, where my mom did well, that a lot of cliche Jewish moms don't do well is, but she held me accountable. You know, that delusion when you're like, yeah. you're good at everything, and you're always right, that shit doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit doesn't work. It's you know, what my mom did was like, you're the best, but when I did wrong shit, she punched me in the face. Like actually like kind of like really 80s style. <laughs> Plus I grew up in the 80s. In the 80s when I had issues, here's a nice Jewish name, when I fought Oded Weinstock three times between third and sixth grade, I learned how to deal with conflict. Oh, fucking Weinstock. You know, me and Oded fought. Like I, you know, like we were in, in it. It was a different world. We're now all in our kids shit. Kids can't fucking breathe without their parents right. fighting every battle for them, paying for everything. It's all fucking out of whack. It's like you know that you have the confidence because you know that you've gone through. Because I've been on my own two feet. Because I don't need anybody emotionally or financially. Do you know what it feels like to not need anyone emotionally or financially? That's life. There is nothing else. Most right. people are not fortunate enough to have both down. Gary, thank you so, Gary, so much. Thank I really so appreciate much. Gary. Thank you. I appreciate the one.